0: Barn Banter with Cowboy Andy, the podcast for children's musicians by a children's musician, which I say because I am a children's musician, and and I don't want to say struggling, because I've been doing this for eight years, and I've been having a heck of a lot of fun doing it, but it's sort of a peer-to-peer conversation, and today, uh, I'm super happy to invite a new friend to the podcast. They are really a unique voice in the industry. We've talked before about influencers, and this person is completely, I think, uh, an important influencer in the children's music genre. This is the first, hopefully, of many conversations we have with DJs about radio shows. And so, you know what, we're just going to jump right into it. This is the host of Radioactive Kids out of Asheville, which I think many of you are probably familiar with. And so, it is with my great pleasure, I welcome to the podcast Sagan Thacker. Hello, Sagan.
1: Hello, hello. It it sort of feels weird to be interviewed by you because I've never actually interviewed you on my show.
0: <laughs> well, she will say you haven't yet. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yes. But, yes. But Next but you, album, I'm on it. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing a little <laughs> fishing exercise here. Uh, but you yeah. you do have uh, you do interview f- uh, folks on your. On your radio show, and th- so there's a couple of points about your your broadcast that I think is really unique and kind of special. I'll point them out, but then I'm going to turn it over to you to talk more about specifically what you do. But you have a two-hour show. It's a weekly show, and you jump in to correct me anytime that I misspeak here. Uh-huh. It's a it's a two-hour. It's a radio show. You you know you bring guests in, you interview them, and you play. Children's music from uh, from all over the world, as I've been able to hear. And one of the unique things about your show is that you sometimes you you highlight specific artists and play long, you know, three or four tracks, or sometimes their entire album. And but you always make a point of playing what gets uh, sent into you. So why don't we start at the beginning, uh, Sagan, and tell me what got you into the children's music genre?
1: Well, so. I don't know how how many p- people know this, but I'm actually t- t- 21. I don't know if if you know that, mm-hmm. uh, Andy. Mm-hmm.
0: I knew that you were younger than me, so we'll leave it at that.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So so uh, so I grew up listening to like r- really high qu- quality music. My p- parents made an effort to really find good stuff, like Timmy t- Bell. Uh, Recess Monkey, Billy Kelly, Tom Sh- Sh- Shapens, stuff like that, and and I and as I grew up and like and continued listening to music and my musical interests expanded, I kind of kept th- thinking about his music and and kept being aware that there was actually good music there, and then when was it like 2015? I happened to meet Tim Aram, the guy who had the Radioactive Kids show before me, and and we just happened to talk about you know how how we both we both were were into to kick his music, and he not, and he he invited me on the show, and then uh, a year later I took over the show, and I've been doing it ever since.
0: Wow. Well, first off, congratulations on having a broadcast with probably the coolest name in radio. I mean, Radioactive Kids, it's like it's that's <laughs> well, really cool. I do have to
1: give credit to Tim Aram for that name. He he came up with it. His his DJ name was T-Bone, so he called it T-Bone's Radioactive Kids, and I just decided to shorten it.
0: Right on. So, okay, so this is really interesting because you, uh, as I've talked to other children's musicians, and one of the things that's sort of endearing about being in this genre is it's sort of like mm-hmm. school teachers, where you see a child enter the school when they're in kindergarten, and then if you're fortunate enough to have a, a career, you get to see them graduate from college and maybe getting a, get a teaching certificate and become teachers, you know, which is mm-hmm. just sort of this really neat alpha to omega thing. So you're listening to music by, like you said, Recess Monkey and some of these other artists, and na- and then as you move through, that you retained that uh, affection for that, and that's what brought mm-hmm. you back to to doing children's music. Is that basically? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Like you know, like I was always very interested in like the subject matter and how you could be as silly and wacky and. And me, musically diverse as you w- w- wanted, and I, I just like you know the, just the basic I don't know uh, artistic for, for, for freedom of being able to to just you know try unusual f- things and and be. Accepted and celebrated for it.
0: Did you have aspirations to be a DJ? I mean, did you want to kind of put yourself out there? Well, a...
1: I've always been sort of into radio my whole life. I remember like a, uh, being a kid, and, and we used to have an old uh, ba- ba- baby mo- monitor, and I like broadcast little r- r- radio shows over the ba- ba- baby mo- monitor for for my to, so parents cool. and whoever else was l- listening. But like, it was just really kind of serendipitous that I ended up m- meeting Tim Aram and and ending up ended up g- g- getting involved with the radio station and you know and the the radio station that I'm on is all volunteer programmed, so you know I don't get paid at all this just a hobby
0: of course right. So let's talk a little bit about the mechanics of being a disc jockey with a radio uh, with a weekly radio show like you have because it seems there's different there's different elements to that now a lot of times children's musicians will at, will be asked by their local uh, NPR you know the public radio or independent radio to take on these sort of tasks of being a uh, of having a kids show because it's a it's a valuable format here in Missoula with a population of like uh, sixty thousand, we have two daily radio shows. One of them's on NPR, and that one's uh, the Pea Green Boat. It's an uh, hour-long show. Mm-hmm. It's been on for decades. And then there's also a morning show put on by an independent radio station. You know, it's not a very powerful station, but they do a, they do a uh, one-hour uh, kids' radio program every morning. Mm-hmm. So as you look at this from, the, from your side of the microphone, knowing that there's decades worth of material out there and thousands of artists internationally... How do you go about the process of picking your set list on a week by week basis?
1: <laughs> well, um, it's actually pretty easy. So, like um, <laughs> when I when I started out, I didn't have as much new m- material as I do now. But 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 now there's I've gotten so much material. I'm c- c- currently like two weeks p- behind. On new releases, like I have two weeks worth of new releases that I have not played yet, and it's been that way for the entire year. So, like, I basically just look at what I have new and just play that. Mm -hmm. It and it helps that I purposely seek out all sorts of different types of of new music, and I try to to try to find all the new independent kids music releases but it's we're really you know mostly just what is new like I'll try to like like uh, you know make stuff uh, like make a set or a, a show flow like I'm not gonna have too much slow stuff or too much fast stuff but it's 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 really just what whatever's in my hands at that moment.
0: So Mm -hmm. in general, since the time that you started, you you took over the show and you started doing this, have you seen an increase in the quantity of people releasing children's music? Or do you think that it's your shows gain success and you're doing a good job marketing and so more people know about you so they're sending you new material?
1: I think it's a combination of more people releasing material and me getting better at finding material. Because, hmm. like you know, like uh, several years ago, we didn't have any any websites like Playtime P- P- Playlist, for example, which are extremely useful for, for for like noticing new releases. Another one of the things I do is I I search Bandcamp, like mm-hmm. uh, for releases tagged with with the with the tags kids kids music family music you know stuff like that and i've gotten better and better at tracking down stuff as the as the years have progressed but i also i really think there are a lot more artists doing kids music now than there were in the past
0: do you think when it comes to what you receive because i know whenever we release an album or i release an album you know i i put together Mm -hmm. a small sort of press kit of some kind usually just a letter and uh, throw a CD into a, a pretty sturdy bubble wrap envelope, and and mail it off. So I know I mail these things to you. How do you usually receive, or what do you usually receive from from the artists? And I have a I have a follow up uh, to this question. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, so well I have kind of a caveat for for this answer because I'm kind of running out of space for CD storage in my space, so I've, I've been pr- purposely requesting more, uh, di- di- digital music this year, but in the past, I've gotten mostly CDs, and this year, I, it's, it's it's really, like, come t- 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 together this year, uh, I've gotten more digital releases than I think I ever have in the past.
0: Okay, so and that was the that was my follow up question, which is which would you prefer? So if you're a new artist out there or an existing artist, and it's time to release the album and send and you know distribute it, what's the the bare minimum that you want to see from the artist, and what is the uh, you'd really rather not see from the artist when it comes time for for this information?
1: Well, um, so I mean, I don't re- really care if you. If, if you uh, initially s- send it in, in, uh, in physical or di- digital f- format, I'll n- normally request, like, purposely request uh, a f- 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 physical copy of it when I know I'm going to be listening to it a lot. You know, like, like I know it's, a, it, it's going to be a r- really good album, in, in my op- opinion, and one that I'll really enjoy. Um, but, like, I mean, I'd love to have a press release, you know to just get an idea of what artists are all about, and 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 then I don't know I mean like, that's about it like just I just want some background info, I don't want anybody to make requests of me other than playing the music initially because like I have. A lot of music to play and a lot of stuff to, to do with the show. Like I've I've gotten p- 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 people who, in their initial email, they'll they'll say like, "Hey, could you play my stuff and r- r- write a review and not nominate me for the f- 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 Fizz and c- c- Camley Awards?" And I'm like, "Well, I can play your stuff, but I can't really do anything else, you know." Mm-hmm. So yeah, that, that like, in my opinion asking me to play <laughs> your stuff is a r- reasonable thing because I do try to play all the music I I receive but like asking me f- f- first off to do other stuff is maybe not r- reasonable maybe like one, once we've we've gotten to n- know each other you know mm-hmm. but but like but I like to have a relationship with the with the artists, too. Like, you know, not just like a robotic type thing.
0: Right. This is something that I stress, uh, uh, or I I talk to, at least in this podcast, which is to, as, as an artist and you're trying to market your material, this is something that's pretty important to me, which is to try and find that appropriate level of engagement. Yes. Because on the one hand, I personally am always hesitant to ask for things from for, from other people um in the industry to ask for what i want it's sort of this uh default thing inside me where it's like uh geez can you please play my music it's like well i i feel kind of awkward doing that making that request because somehow i'm trying to promote myself in the process of trying to promote myself you know it's like but but that's mm-hmm. the, that's kind of what you want to do yeah. but at the same time stalking people or or making demands of them is like it's That's not going to get you anywhere in this game. Nobody's going to appreciate that. So finding that balance, I think, is striking that balance and striking the right tone. I think is really. It can be a challenge to to know what what is appropriate and what isn't. For instance, and I don't know, Mm -hmm. maybe you can speak to this. Promoters, I don't have promotion. I don't have an agency working for me. You know, when I release stuff, or trying to line up gigs or tell me which contest to enter. But that is something that's current that's something that's big in this industry for for musicians how often do you get approached uh by representation rather than the artist
1: well um let's see so there are one two three four main uh publicists who work solely in the indie music community and I have a great relationship with all of them, and I play, you know, and I play their their stuff, their 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 artists material all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they they send me stuff, and I uh, request interviews and stuff through them, oftentimes. But mostly, I I I have a relationship with most of the artists as well, in addition to the the pro- promoters. Like, it's basically just. Uh, another way for for the artist to get their stuff out there without having to do all the work of finding people, I guess.
0: So I have to kind of assume then with these, uh, professional promoters that they know the appropriate tone. They know when, they know what to ask for and how to ask for it and when to not ask for too much. Is that, is that accurate?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think so. And, and, you know, like it helps that, that they're very friendly and, and they, uh, and they 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 know all the pe- pe- people's level of engagement like you know oftentimes it takes me a while to get back, and everybody's okay with that yeah they're they're, they're generally good uh, at at ga- gauging you know how how djs will will respond, but they really work with a uh, minority of the the kids music community i mean there are many 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 more artists out there who don't work with publicists and i think are doing perfectly well
0: mm-hmm. just to clarify though so i can probably i think mm-hmm. i could name these four uh promoters and it's gotta be a kind of a, a tough racket considering how many artists there are and, and how many venues there are. And now suddenly they're competing with yeah. people like Amazon too, who, yeah, which is a, a very interesting uh, development. Do, do any of the labels, any of the record labels ever reach out to you through their own avenues to say, Hey, play this.
1: So I have gotten stuff in the past couple of years on r- record labels. But the record labels virtually always work with publicists. Like a uh, uh, Amazon works with Sugar Mountain and um, and Casablanca Kids, which is from Canada, works with uh, Waldmania. Those are, I think, the only two or three labels that I've ever w- w- worked with. Mm-hmm. To to, to the best of my of my recollection, right now.
0: Yeah, I've heard Dan. Like uh, Dan Zane is on uh, Smithsonian. They have kind of a they have a label, but I don't know if that's. But I don't think that they're specifically looking at children's music, as far as like how they how they pursue that.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, Dan released I think one album on Smithsonian. Folkways, and and then he just went went back to self releasing stuff. So and I, I know he he worked with a pu- publicist for that one. So that was con- 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 kind of an anomaly, I guess. Yeah.
0: It's fascinating stuff just to try and figure out how the industry works because there's no guide to this really. And so it's always a matter of just asking, like I love to ask people like you these questions because your perspective is so much broader. It just, I don't don't know. I just really find it fascinating just trying to connect the dots and see how the whole thing works.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and yeah. it's like I've kind of like carved out my own little niche. I mean, I don't really know how other DJs, to two things, you know, and I, I don't really know how the internal, you know, uh, 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 internal system of the publicists work. I just know what, how I've made things work here in Asheville. You, right.
0: know? you listen to everything before it goes on air to kind of select how it, how it drops in there.
1: Every single song I get, and. Um, uh, Unless I, like, listen to half half of the song, and I'm like, yeah, I'm not playing this, and, and then I just sk- sk- skip through, you know?
0: <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> I have to say, having, like, listening to some of the songs on my album, I'm like, yeah, you get halfway through this, and if you want to jump to the next one, that's probably okay. <laughs> so what about singles? There's a couple questions. Like, technically... Uh, people who who create singles and distribute them via like a, a wave file—that's a much higher quality file than an MP3 file. Do you care which way you receive those?
1: Uh, well, so so again, it's it's coming c- down to size because wave files are much larger than MP3 mm-hmm. f- files. I hate to be so be so uh, ban- banal about it, but <laughs> you know that's that's, that's 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 what it is. I I prefer a MP3 files mainly because. They're smaller. That's about it. I'm sorry. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> okay. But I, but you know, I I like. I mean, I prefer albums. I per- per- personally am a big. I I really like listening to albums. I really like you know the structure and the and the the concepts that you can do in an album. But if someone just wants to release singles, then that's fine too. You know. I mean, it's it's all up to to you. I mean. I know some artists have released only singles, and they've done quite well for you know, with with those singles.
0: Mm-hmm. When you yeah. uh, when you hear these things, when these come into you, and it's it's time for you to start evaluating how how it will work in your in your show and that sort of thing. What in general? And this is maybe it's not a fair question, but as you've listened over the years to different topics that come in and different styles of music. What do you find to be some of the most interesting stuff coming out today? Like, what, what do you gravitate towards as far as hooks or, or things like that that sort of, that that grab you?
1: Well, um, let's see. So I've said uh, uh, before, and this is only, this has started, this only uh, started to co- coalesce in the, the last two years. Like, the general theme, I think, for my show is that each song has to make the listener's world a little bit bigger in some way shape or form it can be musically it can be lyrically it can be like just just you know absurdly you know like like something that like makes you think about something in a new way but that's really what i try to 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 look for and um and and that's what i try to put across in each song in the show, I'm looking back right now on the on the uh, my list of re- releases from the past year, and I don't know. Like as it comes to like t- types of mu- music, I'm not really sure what's the most interesting or or unusual um, uh, t- type of m- music I've 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 seen gro- growing. I have seen interestingly. Uh, a growth in kids music from germany like i've like just this year i i've found like like i don't know seven new releases of kids music from germany which are very uh similar sonically and and sem- m- m- thematically to uh american kids music mm. but um i really don't prefer any one style over over uh any others? Even though I do like certain artists and 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 uh, and certain styles, maybe more than others for for, for my personal uh, listening. Mm-hmm. But I I basically I try to play a variety of stuff. But sometimes on the show it ends up being of the same g- general type of of music, like, I'll do a show, and I'll, like, say, hmm, that's interesting, the show, the show, you know, this, this week ended up being mostly folk music, you know, for, for, for example, um, and, and that's just the way it it turned out, but I don't purposely try to favor any genre over, over other types. Yeah, I, I do try to seek out artists, because I found some. Really fascinating stuff, and I love when it happens because I'll, I'll I'll just like randomly happen upon something that's not getting promoted. It's not getting you know, it's not like widely known. And I'll be like, oh my gosh, this is amazing! How like an an artist? Uh, recently, I, I just like happened across, and I was like, wow, this is very impressive. it's an artist from somewhere in California, I think, called J and the A Parkers. They have an album called Summer Two Thousand Nineteen, and it's the guy, he's a he's a uh, a, a preschool m- music teacher, and he recorded his students saying various phrases and and like making you know improvised songs, and then built songs in his studio around loops of them saying that and loops and and just really interesting like like electro funk type stuff and it's like this is crazy why is someone doing this it's really interesting
0: (laughs) and different sort of like off the beaten path from what most people would as far as like traditional music the way that we would maybe approach songwriting and producing an album
1: yeah but but like the 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 way it's put together makes makes the listener whether they be a kid or or an adult think this is a way you can do this I didn't know you could do this before I heard this like I certainly was like wow this is this is really interesting I'm 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 glad he did this cuz
0: I've never heard anything like it before I was hoping you could talk a little bit about the emergence or the trend of bilingual um, English and Spanish uh, songs and, and, uh, and how that genre seems to really be taking off as well. And maybe speak a little bit about Radio Piranola.
1: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They, they, uh, they, uh, um, uh, so, so I think b- bilingual m- music is v- v- very much on the rise in, like, you know, in, in all d- 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 different l- languages. I, I was just t- talking about New Zealand. They've been doing, you know, uh, English to Maori ma- uh, m- music for a long time, and, and, of course, English to Spanish music has, has been uh, uh, pr- pr- prominent in some circles and for some artists for a long time, but, but, yeah, it I, I I think there are more b- b- bilingual bands out out there and b- b- bilingual songs, bilingual albums being re- released. I'm not really sure w- 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 why that's happening, but it's great that it's happening, and and I'm gl- glad that it is. You know, and I know uh, that uh, uh, Mi amigo Hamlet from. Uh, Chicago and is one of the 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 driving f- f- forces behind advocating for more b- b- bilingual music and trying to to get this this uh ch- trying to, to, to make it more prominent in, in the his music scene. So I'm really happy that, that that he's doing that and I'm really happy that it's happening. And as for uh, Radio Pirinola, um, they are from uh, Chile, and the 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 uh, person behind it, uh, Christian Oldwin, uh just randomly contacted me w- 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 one day and said, "Hey, can I rebroadcast Radioactive Kids?" on on the on the the internet on my internet ra- ra- radio station for kids Radio Pirinola, and then uh, and I you know with after a little while I said sure and it's it, it's been going strong ever since and I think I've I, I've tried to c- connect c- c- Christian to um, more to 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 the the kids music w- world internationally more widely and I noticed he started playing you know some of the stuff he's received I, I'm c- c- curious have you sent uh, your music to him because he, he's very open to playing stuff in in d- d- different languages
0: oh wait I think I did reach out to them I'm not sure that we made a full connection uh, as far as that as far as that goes um, but then again yeah. I wouldn't know I don't know if I would know if they were playing my material or not.
1: Yeah, they don't really have a, a playlist system set up. I mean, the best they have is is a a Twitter account, which is just kind of it's it's kind of current. It it doesn't really it doesn't pick up every song, mm-hmm. but it's another it's it's a it's another way to to have music be heard and and I it's the only it's one of the very few. Internet radio stations for, for, for kids that I can think of. I mean, I know of a few, few in the U.S., but other than his place live, but
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, it's just a, it's it, it's just someone who's interested in, in k- k- kid music. Yeah, that's
0: it. So, yeah. um, as a DJ with your own show, is there a for? I know that there's. Okay, I'm gonna. Try and find the way to properly say this without it sounding like a conspiracy theory. Uh, there are other DJs out there doing children's music. Do you have sort of a fraternity uh, with them? Is there a is there a outside of the Fids and Camley group, which aren't all DJs, but a lot of them are? Are you? Do you belong to some sort of a club with other DJs where you share best practices or or uh, com- communicate or or are you? kind of an independent lone wolf transponder of, you know, your own thing.
1: <laughs> We're getting ready to take over the world. I you just hope winks.
0: so. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That'd be no. cool.
1: You can have it. <laughs> no. uh, I hate to say it, but there, there's really not any, like, one... There, there's really not an organization of kid music djs or or ways or like you know or much i guess fraternity between them i know a few people but not very well and i've just you know this is said hi to them or been involved with them through kids and cameling and and that's about it yeah Mm -hmm. do you listen to other do you listen to
0: other broadcasts and say "Ooh, that was a good turn," or oh i hadn't heard that before do you even have time to do that?
1: Oh, we. I mean, well, this is, I haven't. I. I haven't done it p- personally, but I know that I. <laughs> I. I check. Uh, a, uh, pe- pe- people's playlists uh, for stuff that I missed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, kind of surreptitiously, t- t- and I've been told by a, a c- c- couple of d- different DJs that they do that to me too. So uh, I guess there's that sort of connection. And I and I mean I should say actually that I do know several DJs who are also kids and musicians and that I've interviewed and and uh and that I know qu- quite well, you know, like uh... like for example Sean mccullough from uh from Knoxville, t- t- Tennessee. Sure,
0: sure. And,
1: yeah, Yeah. Sure. Uh, yeah, and then uh Sh- Sh- Shoster of Sh- Shoster and the Monsters from mm-hmm. Uh, somewhere in, in Canada. I'm just, just, sorry, I, c- I can't remember wh- where he's from.
0: I'm not sure either. I know that he's going on a gig up to Whitehorse, which is in the Yukon Territory. I've been up there, and that's a that's that's impressive. That anyone would <laughs> go up there to play. And I'm from Montana, and I'm like, wow, that's end yeah. of the world stuff, man. Good on you. Good, good going there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well. Uh-
1: Hopefully then the, the music will keep, keep them warm.
0: <laughs> Hopefully we'll hear from them again. Uh, the yeah. uh, so, <laughs> so there's like Dave Lofton. I think he does the Saturday morning cereal bowl. You know, I I, I yeah. check out his playlist too. And of course, Bill Childs, whenever he does a show, it seems both at the same time, like there's tons of these shows for kids out there playing children's music. And at the same time, it's a really, it's kind of a small, it's a small number of, of... Yeah. Uh, of opportunities to send your music in we anyway.
1: yeah I yeah I've actually been told that the number of kids shows kids r- radio shows and p- p- podcasting and music based the uh, uh, vi- 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 venues has actually gone down like over the past tw- 20 years and I'm not sure why that is I maybe because of the the rise of vi- 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 video mm-hmm. but I'm hoping with the podcast revolution quote unquote that it will become more more pre- prevalent uh, because I think radio is a much more interesting thing that you can do a lot more with because you have you know your listeners brain to play with <laughs> you know and, and which a lot a lot larger than just uh uh, a vi- vi- video screen, I guess. Right. You know, and I've all I've always wished that I had time to produce like r- 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 radio drama or so- something for radioactive kids. Like that's been one of my dreams for years and years and years. But I know I don't have time. You
0: know. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, that would be super fun and super. Uh, super time intensive. Okay, so no, no. I so appreciate your time. I have two more quick questions for you. One of them is very quick because I think I know the answer. You do your radio show live, don't you?
1: Oh yes, <laughs> it's it's d- d- dangerous, but it's the only way to go. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. And when you have guests, the calling in and all of that—that's all live live radio. Does that do you? As opposed to doing a podcast, which which would you pref- Which do you prefer, kind of aesthetically for yourself?
1: Well, uh, so I prefer doing r- radio live just because it's it's more fun and more and more uh, I don't know gets my ad- ad- adrenaline up I guess mm-hmm. but but I I don't know I've 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 uh, I've pr- produced a a c- couple of pre-recorded episodes and those have been okay yeah. I don't know if, if that was what you were looking for, but
0: <laughs> well, it's a taste and preference thing, and that kind of goes back to the idea of uh, of uh, you know, would you rather do a podcast or rather do a live radio show? Even if the podcast is you know put on the live radio, like which way you know which way would you personally fall on that? I like live uh, radio very much, just because of that sort mm-hmm. of spontaneous nature, and you never really mm-hmm. know how it's going how it's gonna go. And I think you do a fantastic job too. Even though I don't get to listen to it live, I always just listen to it after it's done. So that's okay. Yeah, yeah. So in a sense, well, you, I, I listen you know to the it's, podcast it's, version of your live recording. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The other question is to to kind of sew this up. So because what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to help other children's musicians understand how they can improve the work that they do. And part of that improvement cycle is well, how do you market yourself better? How do you get your music out there? What do you What do you do as an artist? that's within your control to, um, just to, to expand your base and things like that. And so for, for you as uh, someone who's listened to thousands and thousands of songs from hundreds and hundreds of artists, what would you say to somebody who's just starting out as far as your suggestions from, from your side as, as a professional in the industry you know, what would the, be the two or three things that you'd say to somebody who's who's who would come to you and say, Hey, I think I'm think i going to start a, a, a band to do children's music.
1: Mm. So, the f- first and biggest thing that I would say is don't talk down to kids. Talk to them as equals who just maybe don't know enough. Or, or excuse me, who, who just maybe don't know as much yet. Mm. You know, like, I think kids are... Plenty smart enough to, to, to think about, you know, virtually anything and handle very so, so sophisticated uh, uh, concepts, but too often, like when I get a first album by an artist, it'll have like the same five songs just done a different way. Like there's always a toothbrushing song. There's always in well. I mean, I, Actually, I don't want to say always. Often, there's a toothbrushing tooth song. <laughs> there's uh, there's an Eat Your Vegetable song. And there's a Do Your Chores song. And kids already know that. Like, they already know that, that, you know, that that's something you should do because they've, of course, been told that by their parents already. Now, the way to do that is do it differently. Try, try, try to write the song to make it, like... A novel or or uh, di- 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 different way of thinking about something. I don't know if that makes any sense at all.
0: Uh, mm-hmm. No, it does. <laughs> I'm sorry.
1: Yeah. I don't know the, the the second thing. Starting out, um, maybe try to get in contact with with local um, v- venues and local m- musicians from different. Uh, uh, backgrounds as much as possible, because I find that kid music is often best when it's really diverse and brings in many different influences and and ideas and musicians. And the best albums often have c- c- collaborations with all sorts of different musicians from the from the local scene. Hmm.
0: Sagan, thank you so much for your time today and for your insight. And it's it's been a lot of fun for me sitting here with a microphone and headphones on playing DJ interview to a professional like you who does such a good job of interviewing and, and, and doing the show.
1: Well, well, well thank you so, so much. and I hope my, uh, my re-rambling r- r- was at least uh, semi-coherent. You know? <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> I think it's so. Like, cause I, I have a, a, a tendency to like talk and talk and then, eyes and, 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 and hysterize about 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 his k- k- music because I think it's so vibrant and it has so much potential to be so interesting.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, I appreciate what you do. I'm glad I'm I'm glad that you're using your talents in this genre because as a voice for children's musicians and for children and families, I think you do a great job mm-hmm. of uh, of putting the whole game forward. And I really appreciate your perspective on. Uh, songs that basically expand our universe, however big or small that scope is.
1: Yeah. awesome. Well, 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 thank you for for doing what you do. Of course, I'm glad you're you're you know fighting the good fight up there in Montana and <laughs> and, and and making high quality m- music that doesn't that doesn't uh, pu- pull any pu- pu- punches. Mm-hmm.
0: Right on. Thanks. And then we have a really fun conversation with Sagan Thacker of Radioactive Kids. Learned a lot talking to Sagan today, and I hope you did too. Here's a cool trick uh, that I've been hinting at. If you ever want to know if your song has been played on the radio, and I'm not talking about Kids Place Live or commercial radio even, but like your NPR station, your independent or educational radio stations, you know, places where often these children's music programs are, you can go to a website on the internet called spinetron.com. See if I can spell it. S-P-I-N-I-T-R-O-N. Dot com. Type in your band name there, and it will let you know if your music has been played in the last 24 hours. Kind of cool. Uh, you can, I think you can pay like 40 bucks and expand the range so you can see if your music has been played, you know, in the last month or something. I don't know. I didn't spend 40 bucks a month to find that out. But you can if you really want to. ha. <laughs> If you have not yet liked, followed, and shared this podcast, your humble host, Cowboy Andy, now completely encourages you to do so. And if you don't, I'll go get my fiddle and play music on my fiddle for you for during the podcast and ruin the whole... Okay, I'm going to do it. That's it. To tighten them. I'm not even going to rosin my bow. I'm just going to play, you must go and like my podcast, or... Now, see, I could do that for an hour. Or I could bring on guests in the children's music industry to educate and entertain you. Now, really. Which would you rather have? You don't get a tote bag. You get a podcast for children's musicians. You don't get my fiddling. (laughs) You get my rambling. So send us some love. Go ahead. Jump on Facebook. Go to CowboyAndy.com. Do those things. Like, share, and love. And, uh, oh, and here's another thing. Join me. Come on the podcast. You got something to say. And I'm not talking, and I'll make this clear. This is not a promotional podcast. You want to spread love about what you do? That is so cool. And I hope to bring you information on how to do that. And I encourage you to do that. But this podcast, what I really want to do is I want it to be a place where people can come, talk about what they're good at, what they know, their wheelhouse, and share that information. So if you have a unique perspective, if you figured something out in the industry you can come on the podcast and we can chat. Or, ooh, here's a good one too. If you don't want to come on the podcast, maybe it's just a tips and tricks. Maybe you figured out something about posters or marketing and it's just a short thing. Shoot me a message, send me an email and I'll read it. I'd love to have this mailbag feature. Maybe I'll use my fiddle to write a really clever song about that. That's it. We'll do a mailbox, a mail drop thing. We'll Here we sing. There's a It's going to be great. It'll be a hoedown of the mailbox. Here we go. Wait, wait, what's that? Wait, is that... Oh, Shazbot. It's that time again. Wait, Shazbot. That's a band. Have you guys heard of Shaz... Wait, okay. La, la, la. Till next time. Oh Let's sing the song about how we're all the same. I got to say real quick, I used to obsess about whether or not my, my music was getting played on... A on uh, on radio programs and I would check all the time to see if they were playing my stuff and it was really unhealthy to obsess over that and instead I've given up on that and learned just to make music for my enjoyment and just get it out there I still promote it but I don't go crazy seeing if it's being played and I'm much happier for it so so that's that's my teach and preach uh, for the week (laughs) Ho Ho Let's sing a song about how we're all the same How we all like snacks and cuddles And we all like playing games We all like to be hugged and loved Tucked in our beds at night, tall or small